Todd, tonight is a is a really weird episode because of the this is episode two eighteen of of the last two hundred and eighteen episodes. I think Mike has only not been on. This might be his third episode. He's not been on, maybe fourth. But I mean, Mike. Besides me, Mike has been on almost every episode. It's, so it's always like a it's like a weird like landmark episode for some reason. Whenever Mike's not on, it just because he's normally on every episode. So I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to bring bring Mike's sass and and uh and cynicism to the to the show tonight to, right, to fill I'll, that void. I'll so give my one word answers. Yeah, one word answers. <laughs> uh, make sure make sure that you uh make fun of the fans at least one time and. Should I open my screen door and see if I have a motorcycle driving through at any point? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get 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 some outdoor noise for sure. Uh, maybe maybe go pick up a, like a, a cat outside and just bring it inside for a little bit. <laughs> yes, yes. And, I gotta uh, just I gotta disappear for like during a part when we're when we're talking to him too, and then I'll exactly like, yes. What's that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Make sure that when we when we cut to you for any question that you decide to go, uh, you know, get a drink or go to the bathroom or something. Yes. <laughs> but. With that being said, we do have someone filling the chair for Mike tonight, so we'll get to that in a second. Welcome, everyone, to the Path Controller Podcast, a show where a couple of best friends talk about the latest in video games and nerd culture. Sometimes we have guests, sometimes we talk about Overwatch too much. Either way, this episode is going to be that on both regard. <laughs> uh, as always, I'm your host, Brendan Groom, and joining me on this lovely, lovely Sunday evening is the former Overwatch fiend, Mr. Todd Gary. Todd, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. You might as well just put it back in there, I guess, at this point. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to revert and take out the word former because you are you are knee, <laughs> knee deep in, in Overwatch. That's not even it's it's not even a, a question anymore. The, the backlog is is going to is going to start growing this year. That's for sure. Well, I blame the guest. I mean, he's the, the guest is definitely <laughs> definitely a big part of that. Uh, and rounding us out on this lovely Sunday evening. You may know him from words at kind of funny, uh, kind of funny at um <laughs> at Dual Shockers. You may know him from being on kind of funny, seeing him on Inside Gaming, IGN. He's been all over the place. He's con- continuing to be all over the place. The man himself, Cameron Hawkins. Cam, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. You know, I'm. I'm uh, I wish we were playing Overwatch right now. <laughs> I know. Same. Uh, <laughs> But uh, you know, uh, I'm uh, I'm having a good time. Uh, there's a lot of gaming news to talk about this week and next week. I I, I meant to bring that up uh, <laughs> bring that up uh, sometime off off the shows. Like, well, if the uh, the PlayStation news is coming out next week too, might as well have me back, and then we can talk about both. You know, <laughs> it's not not a not a bad idea. So, uh, you're rocking the Chiefs hat. The Chiefs get a win this week. Do they play this weekend? Yeah, they had the Thursday night game, and then and they won. They played against the the Houston Texans. Nice. How how are they looking? I have not watched any football this week. They're looking good, man. They're looking. They're looking. They're still in their top form. So um, you know. Uh, speaking of which, because uh, a lot of people are expecting uh, this season to just be a Chiefs Niners rematch in the Super Bowl right now, at least like before uh, Week One has started, and uh, the Niners are about to lose a game that that people said that they were supposed to easily win. So yeah. that's, um, that's a good sign for, for, for KC for sure. But yeah, I mean, sign. yeah. So um, I think, I think the Patriots won today. They did. Yeah. Patriots Brady, won. Brady lost. And Brady lost yep. Brady lost. But is Tampa Bay even good though? I mean, this isn't a sports a podcast, team, no, but no. no, they have a decent team though. They had like a, a good season last year and they brought in a bunch of people with Brady this year, but 
uh, yeah, it doesn't look good for Brady when when Belichick's still pulling out W's right now. And, yeah, well, I yeah. mean, Cam, Cam Cam Newton's a good quarterback. Yeah, he is. I mean, not that Tom Brady's not a good quarterback, but like Cam Newton's a good quarterback. Um, so it's not like we went from like having Tom Brady to having like a, you know some chump. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm not yeah. I'm not versed enough in football to be like you know they haven't lost you know X Y Z player. I have I have no <laughs> no idea. So yeah, but I feel like they still have some good players on the team. So it's it's definitely interesting uh, that you know some people like just thought that oh now that Brady and Gronk are on uh or in tampa bay they're obviously they're going to be like the best team in the nfc and it's just like right. no that's not how it works <laughs> like yeah um so but uh it's still crazy to me that one tom brady isn't on the patriots anymore and two so it, it's, it really is. it's tampa bay i'm just like what that's like one yeah. of the last teams i would see brady go to but I, I just can't believe he didn't finish his career out in new england it's, it i know it was he it, had a, it, it was a dynasty it was a dynasty it really, it really was I, I, how would you want to end anywhere else? It's like, and then if you lose yeah. out there, you just look bad. Yeah, yeah. You know? Honestly, if he if he has a bad season, it's only gonna fuel the fire of people that are like Tom Brady's not good. You know, Belichick has a good coaching yeah, system. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. System quarterback. They're gonna literally just say he's a system quarterback. Yeah. That's all it is, you know? Yeah, and it's just like one of those things, like you know, because the Patriots are argu- arguably the biggest football team in America, just because you know there's there's fans everywhere, but like also just here. Uh, where most of the fans here are like Niners or you know or Raiders fans, obviously. Um, that there's just so many bandwagoner Patriots fans. Like I'm just like if you're like you know because I just just with 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 just because like of Tom Brady, and then now I'm just like like I I don't know anyone particularly where I can just be like yo so how are your Patriots like now now that Brady's gone and then like they're probably just gonna be like oh, I don't care about the Patriots anymore. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm, definitely... but no, I'm not, like I'm glad that like Cam Newton's you know uh, on a team where he can actually like show because he's he's a great quarterback. So. Oh, absolutely. I I like like I like the because I I mean as far as I can remember, I don't really think the Patriots have ever had like a a more mobile quarterback. Like I like mobile quarterbacks. I feel like they mm-hmm. they bring like a a different aspect to the game. And I mean I don't. I don't think he, any he of the Patriots. The Patriots for running yards today. He broke, he did he really? First catch yeah. First yeah. So, but yeah, video games. Yeah, video. Yeah, back to video games. Well, segue to Madden. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't purchased a Madden game until I, I don't know in, since college at some point. I was like, I was so adamant about like, oh, I'm gonna buy Madden 20 because Pat Mahomes is, you know, a Chiefs player is finally on the cover. And I never did, but I'm yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna like I'll just, just I'll find. Just wait for Game Pass. Don't we get Don't we get that? On- well, like I just want a physical copy because yeah. it's like oh, it's chief yeah. stuff. You know, oh, it's a yeah, Chiefs yeah. thing. So. See, it all it all ties back in. What we're gonna get to Game Pass, including EA Play later when we get to Xbox. But now that Madden 21 is out, you can probably get Madden 20 for like very cheap. So you can you can scoop up a a, a copy of that twenty dollars. Yeah, right. and then then you're gonna have to find him at some point and have him sign it, and then they. Oh gonna, yeah. You know what I mean? That's... Oh yeah, no. Oh, so like completely. I mean, it's kind of video game related because it's E3 because because it, it was at E3. But like uh, la- uh, two years ago at E3, this was before I was in the industry and I just went as a consumer. Uh, Darren Aronofsky, uh, who is a film director of like um, Requiem for a Dream and like Black Swan and stuff like that, was going to be there um, for like a panel. And you know, I knew ahead of time that he was going to be there. So I brought my personal uh, copy of Black Swan, which is like my fourth favorite film of all time. 
and uh, he signed it, and I have it. I like, nice. I, yeah, that's awesome. So it's great. Is that, yeah. will that will that make it onto your new shelves behind you, or is that it for a different area? Uh, it'll it'll be back there, but I don't think it'll be like on display where like you'll be able to tell that it's signed from this distance. Yeah. <laughs> so. See, I'm a but huge Arnowski yeah. fan too, so that's pretty cool. And I, one of my favorite movies is probably like a movie most people hate, but I love The Fountain. Uh, okay. That movie. It's it's so weird. It's so I, weird. See, a lot of people are like hated this movie, but I really liked Mother. A lot of people hated Mother, but I really liked it. I don't know how I feel about it. I, 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 and I think that's probably a good thing. I don't. I didn't. I didn't not like it. I I did yeah. like it, but I just I I walked away from that. Like it was a scene with a baby in that and everything, and yeah, like I walked away from that movie. And I was like, Jesus Christ, what was what was what just happened there? You know, like but it was good. Yeah, it was a very interesting take on like, uh, well, part of it was a very interesting take on uh, the Bible and everything yeah. like that. So yeah, but yeah, video games, <laughs> video games. <laughs> Listen, this is this is not not a new thing. We we go on to crazy <laughs> non-video game related segues often, and there's nothing wrong with that. Gotta gotta diversify. We gotta open up what what people are listening to and and get 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 some some new takes in their in their head maybe they don't listen to any movie podcast maybe they don't listen to any sports podcast they're going to be very ill-informed with one of those things um so before we get into tonight's topics a few housekeeping things this episode of the past control podcast is sponsored by our good friends at goodnight fatty if you're in the north shore area on a friday saturday sunday night and you need yourself something delicious something sweet something spicy you can head on down to one washington square from four to ten on fridays two to ten on saturdays and two to nine on sundays and get yourself a delicious fatty and that's not all you want something sweet something savory in the morning on sundays they get you covered from eight to two and if you're like me and you hate going outside because of a global pandemic you can have them deliver it right to your door by going to them on instagram at goodnight fatty and they'll take care of you with a nice fatty drop anyways um other housekeeping things the ptc movie club for september is mike's pick it is mission impossible 5 <laughs> rogue nation for some reason so if you are trying to listen to us talk about that movie at the end of the month make sure to watch it for the last episode of September. Yes, Cam, you look perplexed. I'm just as yeah. perplexed as you. There's like three better Mission Impossible films. Why would you choose Rogue Nation? Like Mike's not that. here. Mike's not here to defend himself. It's also it's also a movie club, but it's like the third it's like the fifth one in the, the, the franchise, so like everyone's like, "Wait, do I have to Yeah, watch it's like yeah, it's it's not a it's definitely Sorry. not a bad movie. It's a good movie, but it's oh, just really? like yeah, like it. Fallout, Ghost Protocol and 3 are all vastly better. Like, I don't know. <laughs> No, that's that's really <laughs> odd to me. I, I I don't know. I Todd Todd, we kicked it off last month, and Todd picked Hereditary, and I hated that movie. Oh, no, Hereditary is amazing. What do you? Oh. So it's I I mostly did not like it because I don't like that type of like I don't like. Oh, you don't like horror films? I don't yeah, either. Exactly. I don't either. But like Hereditary is one of the few where I was just like, okay, I've heard enough about this film. It, it, I think the like the last time I watched. Uh, I watched a horror film after feeling that same way was uh, The Conjuring. Like I heard like enough good things like about that movie. I was just like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a shot, and uh, and and I absolutely loved it. Like, um, but the, and then I saw The Conjuring. Like I was like, I actually saw The Conjuring two in theaters, and like I saw Annabelle. Like I saw An the first Annabelle, which was bad, but you know, I like I'd actually like go see all of the Tide Conjuring films. And, um, 
I've never and, seen uh, that movie. The first Conjuring, like, is really, really good, and it didn't really scare me. The second one scared the shit out of me, though. Like, absolutely terrified me. But I still enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I get you, Brennan. Like, I'm not a big fan of, of horror yeah. films either. And it was like, like, I don't want to go, we talked for a long time about Hereditary. I don't want to go <laughs> too deep into it again, but I, like, uh, it, it wasn't even that it was necessarily scary. It just was like, not a movie for me at all. Like, I just, okay. like, you just didn't like the, uh, like, it, it, it like was, ambiguous. It was ambiguity yeah. about it like yeah. how ambiguous it was until the very end and you're just like what the fuck just happened yeah like it's definitely okay. a movie that's trying to make you feel uncomfortable and it succeeds in oh, doing yeah. that but oh, yeah. i i just like i the world is fucked up enough especially 2020 i don't need to sit through two hours of that like i could have been playing overwatch <laughs> I, could <have> been doing, <laughs> I could have been doing anything else um so yeah mission impossible 5 for some reason thanks mike um and then this week we have our two packs online panels airing um, on Friday, September 18th at 6.15 Eastern, 3.15 Pacific. You can tune into One is the Loneliest Number, games that never got a sequel. Uh, it'll be streaming on twitch.tv slash PAX3. It'll also be streaming on Twitter, on Facebook, and on YouTube. So you can look for it there if you don't use Twitch or don't want to use Twitch for some reason. Um, and then on Saturday, September 19th at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, same channel, twitch.tv slash PAX3 and all those other channels uh, across social media. You can watch us talk about ranking the top 10 indie games of all time so far. And that panel will have the three of us, actually, me, Todd, and Cam, as well as uh, Morgan Shaver from Indie Obscura, Jenny Windham from Rose City Games, and Alex Van Aken from OK Beast. So definitely check out those panels this weekend if you can. Um, they have the Twitch chat turned off for the panels, unless you're a subscriber, but I think it's meant to kind of not just have it be flooded with people saying nonsense. Um, but if you do want to chat along with with other people who are watching the panels, uh, Penny Arcade has an official PAX Online Discord that you can join, and there are channels to to chat along with other people who are watching the panels. So you can definitely join that. And uh, I know I'll be hanging out in there for those two panels. So you can definitely come hang out and chat with other people who are watching along. But check those out, because that would be great. Anyways. Now that we're past that stuff, before we get into the bigger topics, I know we've all been playing Overwatch, so take Overwatch off the table for now, and we'll, we'll close this out with Overwatch. Um, but are you guys playing anything else this week? I, well, we can start with you, Cam, or I guess in general for Cam, anything you've been playing recently that you want to talk about? The only two games I've been really playing outside of Overwatch right now is Avengers and uh, uh, Origami King. Okay. Uh, you know, <clears throat> I'm like, I think I have like one more. I am all. I have one streamer left in Origami King, so I'm like, you know, I got like five or six hours left, and hopefully, I'm gonna finish that up tonight after this podcast. Um, if not, I'll finish it up tomorrow uh, for certain. And then, uh, you know, I'm like right at the end of the Avengers campaign. Apparently, uh, I just got Cap. And, uh, you know, I, and, uh, that's like the last major thing that would happen without getting into spoilers or anything like that. So, you know, um, that game, uh, a lot of people are just uh, like, people have been asking me like, Hey, is this worth picking up? Like, is this worth the $60? Blah, 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 blah. And like, it's just kind of, it's kind of like, yes or no. There's really two different ways to look at it. Like the way I look at it is that most live service games or like, you know, I haven't, there hasn't been a live service game that I can think of that wasn't like a sequel that like launched without a hitch. 
you know that there, there's mm-hmm. issues there's bugs there's like things that they need to work on um even with a beta and all that stuff so um i think that yeah this game could have used probably like a, another month or two of polish but i don't think it it's like in terrible condition like i definitely think it's solid overall um and but i think that once i beat the story i'll probably walk away like you know step away for a few months and then come back once maybe like the first uh new hero comes in and uh see where the game is after that i honestly i think that's not a bad way to look at it because todd and i we've we finished the game right away but but we've been playing the multiplayer together and it's not bad but at least my like todd is still playing it almost every day my opinion on it has been like i'm enjoying the combat it's still fun like I, i like a lot of the aspects there but there's really not a lot of variety in the end game missions and stuff so it's like Todd and I were doing a string of things to unlock certain gear. And it was like, we did the same mission relatively like five times in a row, even though yeah. it was like, like a, a, a different like narrative to the mission. Like it was framed and like, Oh, you're going to go stop this person. But it was the exact same mission. We did the exact same thing, except yeah. for we fought, you know, instead of fighting taskmaster at the end of the mission, we fought abomination, but it was the exact same mission. Well, this is what blows my mind about the game, and I, I, I really, really like the game because I, I was expecting to hate this game, and I, I'm really enjoying the combat aspect of it. I didn't think the combat was going to be that good um, when it's running good, but uh, the fact that there's only two bosses that you fight once you get to the multiplayer side of things so far, it's been like like two weeks, and you either fight Taskmaster or you fight, um, what's the other guy's name? abomination abomination that's it those are the only two bosses you fight over and over and over again and the same like six to to, six to twelve maps so i'm really enjoying like just ranking people up and like fucking around with the skill tree but i think they do need to add some some stuff to this game sooner than later because it's going to be bad if they don't yeah i can get past the hiccups that are right now like you know some of the the stuttering when we're like in like crazy combat but i mean i do think they're gonna have to add some stuff to it yeah i honestly i i think it would have made the most i mean it's a gamble but it it would have been i think better probably if they decided to just push it a few months and make it a launch title for next gen like that i think would have been the the best the best thing they could have done because the game i mean i'm playing on an xbox one x and there's moments where the game chugs the load times are horrible and i would imagine it's the same even if you're playing on ps4 pro um it's just it's definitely a game that's you know it's exhausting current gen it it should have probably you could still put it on both, but it it probably should have just waited until next gen to to get that extra, you know, obviously the extra polish with a couple extra months on the on development, but just having that extra horsepower out of the gate for people who are gonna you know stick their toes into next gen at launch have you know and have another game at launch for people to get excited about. With that like in mind, I'm probably going to just yeah again once I beat the story because I'm playing on PS4 because you know uh, like like you two I am I am very much in the Xbox uh, side of things when it comes to playing on consoles, uh, but uh, you know I I picked PS4 because of the Spider-Man like I'm basically <laughs> like you're you know if you buy it on Xbox or PC you're or Stadia it's on Stadia too. uh you're you're paying for a lesser game you're like you know like so for me i was just like no i gotta get this on ps4 for Mm -hmm. sure and then if i uh you know if i do like it which i probably you know probably will like 
during the holiday season when there's some sort of digital sale for for it on Xbox. Once the Series X comes out, I'll I'll buy it for um for Xbox as well, just so you know that we we can play together and stuff like that. And then yeah, the, it'll probably the you know Xbox will probably be my main place to play it um at the end of the day but like you know with spider-man and stuff like that if i have to do stuff with spider-man i can just hop on ps4 yeah um so yeah um but yeah i think that once everything clear like the holidays clear out and like we get to like january february where there's like not gonna be many releases that'll be a good time for me personally to jump back into things yeah, and hopefully by that point they at least have, even if they don't have anything added to the game just yet, they at least have like a plan of you know when stuff's rolling out. Yeah, like a roadmap. Yeah, that would be that would be huge just to get any sort of uh update on that front because that they've been kind of kind of tight lipped about. They, they said they're gonna they plan on supporting it for a long time and planning on adding new char- a bunch of new characters and and story arcs and stuff, but they haven't really gone any deeper than than that surface level uh tease. What about you, Todd? Have you been playing anything else other than Overwatch? Uh, no, just Avengers. Uh, my poor Animal Crossing town is <laughs> in fucking shambles right now. I, uh, in between, like, it just got hit hard with, like, Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, and then uh, this game, Avengers, comes out. Like, it's just constant, nonstop barrage of games, which is so weird because the summertime used to be, like, the worst time for gaming. There used to be, like, one or two gems that maybe came out during the summer. Yeah, but like I feel like it's just nonstop every week, which I'm not complaining. But yeah, I mean, uh, Overwatch is pretty much take. I've like abandoned Amanda for like these past like two weeks. We've been playing. I'm like, yeah, we're not watching the boys tonight. Yeah, forget it. We're not, we're not watching it tonight. Yeah, no. Nope. <laughs> well, over, Overwatch like, okay, is back. I feel so bad hard. now. I don't want to affect your relationship. <laughs> I don't want to affect no, she's, your. She's your... Used to it. Oh, see, like, oh, no, Celia would be like, no, she, she, <laughs> she would, she would, she would shut me out, and I'm like, all right, guys, I got, I can't, well, I can't play tonight. With, with the two kids, my wife will take that extra sleep, so she's cool with it either way, you know. She's like, that, that's fair, now. that's fair. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so you yeah. got a built-in excuse there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because no, because you're speaking of like Ghost of Tsushima and everything. Like, I still need, I'm, I still need a, you know, while I'm not like focusing on playing those right now. Uh, I still need to finish Ghost of Tsushima, and I still need to finish um, Persona 5 Royal, which I think with Persona 5 Royal, uh, I'm just going to be playing that, like, on my Vita for the time being, just so, like, I can still be playing it a little bit. Um, Like, whenever, like, I'm getting ready for bed or something, I can't sleep, I can just play some Persona 5 in bed on my Vita, and then, you know, slowly make progress, because I only have excuse me, I only have like 20 hours left, so I'm yeah. not, uh, you know, I'm I'm getting there. I'm like right before the the new semester of, of, of stuff, so um, we'll see. Yeah, I need to, I need to finish it too. I'm, I was making great progress on a weekly basis and then Overwatch came in with a vengeance and was like, <laughs> no, you are not doing that anymore. That is not a thing. <laughs> this spoiler cast will never happen. Yeah. Uh, but for me, outside of uh, Overwatch, it's pretty much just been uh, Spellbreak, which I, I've known about this game for a long time just because it, it's an indie game. It's a studio that's in Massachusetts, so I've like kind of always been aware of of, of the game. I've, I've seen the studio Proletariat. I've seen their like previous stuff. Um, so I've it's always been something that I've been, you know, I've known about. But now that it launched, it's free to play Battle Royale. It The way that it kind of sets itself apart from other Battle Royales is that it's it's you're a mage so it's like no guns and stuff you're you have spells and you have two different gauntlets so it's like you have a primary that you don't change during a match and then your left gauntlet you can like pick up other elements 
So it, it has some really cool systems. It it actually like right now it's just PvP. Uh, forty two players a match. Uh, matches are quick. It's it's very fun. But the I like the mechanics of the game so much, like the the flight and the and the spells and stuff that I. I kind of wish there was also just like an adventure game with this same setting and in art style and and uh, gameplay elements because I would definitely play like an RPG that was just this game but a single player. Um, yeah, I was gonna say like I noticed this and I'm saying this in a good way like that the uh, art style like when I saw like I, it was maybe a gameplay or GIF or something that you posted and like the art style reminds me a lot of Breath of the Wild. Yeah, it it really it it definitely has like a, a surface level Breath of the Wild look um so it's basically just like flying fly, like flying around because you can fly not because you're like gliding around you know and, and casting spells it's it's a very very enjoyable time and it's because it's not like shooting guns you're, you have to like lead your spells like if like shoot ahead and like try to like uh you have to really try to focus on trying to predict where people are going to go so you can try to hit them ahead of time i i, I like that element because it's just something a little bit different than what we're typically playing um i i think it's really good i hope that it continues to kind of stick in in my rotation for now at least i mean it's on everything it's on xbox playstation switch uh pc i think it might be on stadia too and it has cross play and cross progression so it's like i can go back and forth seamlessly between my xbox and my switch and it's my same stats and my same cosmetics and all that and it's you know, it, we desperately need that in Overwatch. So, with that being said, we've all been playing Overwatch. Please, I don't please. know. I don't know why we've all been playing Overwatch like so much. Like, I know why we've been playing Overwatch, but it we're like, good. it's so good. Uh, what, what, <laughs> what has brought us back with such such like fervent like it needs to be here. Like, it's here now. Like, we we've been playing it like multiple nights a week together. Like in a big yeah. group. Yeah. Uh, dude, I. Oh, like, like Mike, all... Mike begrudgingly doesn't want to play, but he still plays for hours with us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just like so for me, uh, I kind of stopped playing because I only really liked I only really like to play with friends, and then I just kind of got to Same. that point where all my friends, except for Alex, who you know who plays with us, um, outside of him, like everyone else just kind of stopped playing. So like, you know, uh, when I found out that you guys were playing, I was just like, well, fuck yeah. And you're on Xbox 2 where all my shit is? Like, yes, let's go. And then, you know, we just kept, we just started playing again. And I was just, and I just kind of I just kind of forgot how fucking great that game is and how fun it is. Despite, you know, certain characters being terrible and needing <laughs> to be nerfed and to the ground. But, um, but yeah, it's just, it's such a, it's such a fun game. It's just like... Like I haven't, uh, I haven't had that much, like so much, this much fun in a multiplayer game since, just like, like from from Overwatch, like since the first Call of Duty Black Ops back in like 2010. That was like the last real like multiplayer experience where I just loved to play either like whether it be multiplayer or zombies. I just like that's all I did. Like I I, I probably put over a thousand hours alone playing zombies in black ops one like it's i don't know and just like it's just so much fun and there's just like there's so just like getting those play the games and getting those big plays just it's so satisfying and yeah it's just such a great game the the thing i've I've definitely made this connection before but the thing for me with because i 
as, as much as like, you know, I sounded dumb talking about football at the beginning of the episode. I do love sports. I, I played sports all my life and I, and I do watch sports occasionally, but uh, Overwatch it, I feel like it it ticks a lot of the same boxes that traditional sports does in regards to like you have to work together, like play the games feel like big plays feel real like they feel like that same euphoria that you get when you you know watch or see like a cool play on the on the field somewhere. I, I feel like it, it's a good like uh, re- representation of what like a uh, if you're trying to capture like that what esports is like Overwatch to me is like gets gets that. Check, checks all those boxes off so i i totally get what you're saying there and it, it there's nothing nothing better about playing playing overwatch with friends like i, I think I just that's think it's so funny though because i literally so i used to play with brendan for you know probably like a year and a half two years straight we played then like everyone started teetering off and i still played for two years after that every yes. single day solo queue and it was like always a horrible horrible experience but i love like the gameplay in the game so like I always would just hope for better and it just never got better. Like solo queue is like the yeah. worst. Like now and so like all of a sudden I'm I'm done playing it. I haven't played it anymore. Now you're like, hey, we're gonna jump on. I'm like, all right, I'll get on. Now <laughs> we're playing like everything. I'm like, oh god, here we go. Well, it is, like it, it does show me though. I remember now. Now I remember why there were so few games I was playing during like the peak of of Overwatch when we were playing that because mm-hmm. that's all we we would play every single night like every single night for like five hours, four hours. And like time just evaporates. Like last yeah. night when we were like, how many more are we going to play? And I looked at the clock and I was like, how is it 1230 right. already? Oh, what, no. what just happened? Um, <laughs> it, but it, it's so good. It's, it's, it's the best, it's the best use of time. As far, I mean, cause we're having a good time. It's all of us, you know, hanging out, talking and, and like there, it's not many games can give you that. I mean, you can play other multiplayer games, but I don't know. There's something special with Overwatch, and I think it's a it's a good uh it's a like if you have friends that like to play that game, I think it's a great space to be. Yeah, yeah, because like for me, I just have so many games to play, like just so many games, and it's just an endless stack. <laughs> but right. like, but Overwatch is like the one game right now that isn't like you know you play through a story or you play through, you know, you, there's a definitive ending and uh, that I will like take my time to play that instead of playing something where I like, you know, where I could just knock something off of my backlog or something like that. Like Overwatch is the only game right now for me that like, w- that I think is like, this is actually worth my time because of just how fun it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it always, it always feels good. And it it's, it's a nice uh there's so many battle royales. I mean, I was just talking about playing Spellbreak, a new battle royale. There's so many battle royales, so like so many experiences that are meant for like all of us. We were playing Warzone for a bit, like and and those games are great in their own regard, but those games also kind of stink to play with friends sometimes because if someone's dying early or dying often, it's like now they're not playing for a while. Whereas, you know, obviously not every game's like that, but with Overwatch, it's like we're all constantly playing and communicating and, and no one's like sitting on the bench basically. So I, I think it's a nice uh, change of pace just because I feel like for a while, just it, probably for most people, battle royales have been kind of the, the thing that everyone is playing online, whether it's Fortnite or PUBG or, you know, whatever, whatever it may be apex legends. Uh, but yeah, I'm very, very happy. Overwatch is back in, in full, full, uh, full effect. Because Overwatch is is fantastic, I definitely huh. think 
I, I, I would probably say Overwatch is my favorite shooter in the last 10 years. I, I don't think I don't think there's another, a better FPS for me personally, in my opinion. Yeah, since since Black Ops for me, which is a 2010 game, like Overwatch is my favorite. Yeah. The closest thing to Overwatch for me would probably be Destiny multiplayer, like uh, Crucible. Yeah, I, D- Destiny, when it first came out, was also a big deal for us. But I, like Destiny, we fell off pretty yeah, no, hard. Like Overwatch, so tight in that game though too though. Like the the overall like core mechanics of that gameplay is so good. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. I think Bungie knows how to make a good shooter. Absolutely. We should probably talk about what we talked about a little bit, but I'm curious to hear what Cam has to say here. Uh, So Super Mario 35th anniversary is today. Actually, like today is the day that that Super Mario Brothers came out in Japan. on the nes so i thought it was happy fitting. birthday mario yeah <laughs> i figured it was fitting to bring it up um i think we're all getting super mario 3d all-stars collection i know todd is i know i am i'm sure cam is what uh what are you gonna play first when when you get that like what is the of those three games what are you looking forward to jumping into first i'm gonna go in order but i'm definitely most excited to replay through sunshine okay because you like that game or don't like that game or uh because i love that game yeah yeah no sunshine is probably just like across all mario games my third favorite mario game i know that it's like an unpopular opinion i guess that like it it seems like with sunshine like you either think it's the worst or you think that it's like arguably the best 3d mario game yeah there's like no middle ground with that game and and i am very much on the uh you know on on the higher end of that on the positive end of that because the reason the reason why I like Sunshine so much is because of how different it is. Nice. Nice. Todd, you see this right now? You see yeah. this Sunshine? I saw uh, mine too. I think it's here. Yeah, I just I I like how just different it is. Like it's so different from all the other games. And like, yeah, they bring like, you know, galaxies like, oh, you're in space, or you like the motion controls. But like the the flood mechanic is just so interesting and so unique right. and so cool. And I, I I you know, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, that, um, that's one of the interesting things about Sunshine is like I feel like it's pretty normal that every Mario game they usually at least add a new power up. But Flood was like a new, like not just a power up; he was a permanent mechanic on your back. Yeah, you get upgrades and like certain things and stuff, but it was like the game was built around Flood and not like here's a new cap that will let you turn metal or let you fly or yeah. something. Um, so yeah. it was really really cool in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I really, really enjoyed that. So, uh, you know, I haven't played 64 and I was a, I was a kid, dude. Like, I have no, yeah. I don't remember right much there. about that game, to be honest. I was going to, so, because, you know, I recently was working on uh, getting, like, my, th- like, DS slash 3DS, like, collection going and, like, my Switch collection going and things like that. Because, you know, Nintendo's bad about uh, physical media when it comes to their games. So I was just like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to get Super Mario 64 on the DS. Um, but then rumors like earlier this year started about the Switch release. And I was just like, okay, I'll wait and see and hope that it comes to Switch. So I'm, and I'm glad I did. I know that a lot of people are upset that the DS version is not um, in the 3D All-Stars because uh, it's apparently better. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to take what I can get on Switch. I- so. I'm not like a Super Mario 64 DS expert, 
but I did play that game when it came out. I think the only differences are there's like mini games, which are whatever, but you could play the game as Wario, Luigi or Yoshi. I don't think other than that, there were any other differences, but maybe I'm wrong. But I mean, I'm sure people would like to be able to play as the other characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just quickly yeah. like threw it into eBay to see what the prices are. I don't even see it right now. I'm seeing like 60 bucks for the DS version, which I think is kind of crazy. Yeah, that definitely went up in price because it was not that expensive before. Interesting. Um, but I guess since you kind of alluded to it, I'll, I'm going to ask you and, and put you on the spot here so that I can have other people rally on my side of things because I kind of already know your answer is what what is your do you have a definitive favorite Mario game or, or top three Mario games across all Mario? I mean, if you want to segment it into 3D and, and 2D, sure. Oh, of or... the 2D, of the 2D and the 3D. Uh, okay. Well, if we're not c- counting like any of the RPGs or anything like that, I mean, if uh, you want to, if you want to just do Blanket Mario and do that, you can do that too. Yeah, Blanket Mario, uh, Superstar Saga is my favorite uh, Mario game. Uh, I think that game's fantastic, and I think it, uh, I think it represents, like, I don't know, just like the the vibe that I get from Mario. I think is best portrayed in superstar saga um i like how uh how they like interpret bowser and how he's you know not like the main villain but he still has a role in the story and like i like how they mess with luigi and how like people don't really know who louis like luigi is like outside of being mario's brother so Mm -hmm. they just they play with that a lot uh in the game and it's just I, I just think it's really self-aware in the best ways, um, and I think the combat's great. I think the music is incredible, which I found out that the person uh, that uh, the person that composes the who composed the music for like I think most, if not all, the Paper Mario or the Mario and Luigi games, is uh, is the composer for Kingdom Hearts. So that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, it's um, definitely appealing to you specifically. Yeah. So, so that was uh, so that was uh, cool to learn. Like I learned that like maybe a month ago. Uh, so yeah, I love Superstar Saga. Super Mario 3D World is like, it's like a perfect game in my opinion. Like it's not like one of my favorite games of all time. It, it is one of my favorite games of all time, but it's not like a top 10 game for me. Um, and I think that game is like perfect. It's it's so good. And I feel like with a lot of 3D games, uh, you know, whether you consider 3D World and 3D Land, 3D Mario is a whole nother conversation. But like when it comes to the to 3d world 3d land and all the other 3d mario games i feel like in 3d world specifically whenever i were to die or anything like that it felt like i never thought that it was like the game cheated me i always thought like this it was my fault this Mm -hmm. game is challenging like i'm you know i just got to learn to get better and i don't like i feel like through my experiences with other mario games i always feel like oh no it's the stupid motion controls or it's all oh, the stupid this the stupid that like you know um but 3d world didn't never gave me that feeling um and i think it's a gorgeous game i think again the soundtrack is woo, so good so good it might it um, might be the best might... mario soundtrack i think yes yes absolutely yes um and it's really a shame that that that, that uh you know that game was stuck on the Wii U because like I I'm, I'm betting that once that uh, comes to switch on February, everyone's going to be like, I can't believe I waited this long to play this game because right. it is, it is so good. It, it's, it's incredible. Like I, that was, it, 
again, a whole nother conversation, but the Wii U had a fantastic library. Like it had so yeah. many good games and yep. people are realizing that now since they're all getting yeah. ported to the switch, which yep. is, you know, it's fine too, but yep. oh, 3d world is so good. I wish it was coming out this year. I feel like it may have been an initially supposed to be a holiday title for them. I think and so then, too. I and think then, so too. Uh, COVID kind of pushed that to February. Yeah. And I feel like, uh, yeah, and I, I I tweeted this out, and I know this is probably an unpopular opinion, but I I wish I honestly would have preferred us to get 3D World first, and then 3D All Stars later. Same, I agree. Because like with 3D with uh, 3D All Stars, like I'm I, like I'm getting it day one, but I'm not gonna play it anytime soon because I got other stuff to play. If 3D World dropped, like when 3D World drops, I'm dropping everything and I'm yeah. playing that game. Like I am so hyped for it. I know. I I hope no one has any sleeper hits for February because it, I know February I know. is in my brain going to 3D World, playing that game again. Because I yep. like I I've hundred percented some of the Mario games, not all of them, because some of the Mario games have like really challenging like end game levels if you want to like really beat everything hundred percent. But I did that in 3D World in the last two levels, Champions. I think it's called Champions Road. Oh, I've heard those are some of the hardest Mario levels ever made. It is insane. I'm telling you, I put in hours. Like I sat down for hours to beat this level, and it was like the the one of my proudest accomplishments. I felt so good when I finished that level. I was like, I can't believe I just beat that because that's insane. I I will say I never beat the final level of Odyssey, like the end game end game level, because it is very it's probably it must it's clearly more challenging than 3d world because i didn't fucking beat it or i just, at least just didn't have the patience to to learn what i had to do to do it because it's it's bad it's rough um but yeah 3d world that is that is a That's good my number one good i have game. like the weirdest number i have the weirdest top three for mario it's it's 3d mario world super mario this is tough my number two is either super mario 2 or, really? Uh, yes. Or that is an unpopular opinion. Like I grew up, like that game. Something about that game just stuck with me when I was a child, and like I played the shit out of that game when it came out, like so much. I played like a lot of. I played the shit out of like Metal Gear on Nintendo when I was a kid. Like a lot of weird games that like no one was probably playing. But uh, yeah, that one's crazy. And then my third one would be Super Mario Sunshine, probably. So like yeah. a lot of like games that people would be like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Pick something yeah. normal. You know? I feel like <laughs> I feel like a lot of people put Galaxy as their top or Galaxy Two as their top, and I I don't agree with that either. I think Galaxy is great. Galaxy Two. Yeah, I think Galaxy is great, and I definitely think it's like special. But I just had too many issues with it to like I don't know. Yeah, I think more people will. I think you're going to see some opinions change when this collection comes out on Friday. I think when people get to revisit some of these games, I think you might see some uh, some discourse change around those three games in particular. I think 64 holds up actually very well. I think that game is is a pretty strong platformer, even even you know however many years later. I think it came out in 96, maybe. I don't even remember when it came out, 98 um I, th I think it holds up pretty well so i'm excited i'll probably jump into 64 first and probably just play them in order um even though sunshine is the one i want to play the most because it's the of those three it's the one that i have played haven't played in the longest um because i haven't played it since the gamecube where the others i've played since so yeah no, i feel like i mean like all all of them are going to be this case but i also feel like 3d world is going to hold up like so long it's gonna it's gonna we're gonna be like 60 
and then that game's still gonna be like amazing you know what i mean 3d world is is like uh like i feel like there are certain 2d games that because they were made so well will always be good and the the art style will be timeless the art style of three world maybe at some point will look a little old but i think the gameplay i think the bones of 3d world is like a super mario world from the super nintendo for like current times like i think it's that good that's a great way to look at it like personally i think i'm i'm more you know there's like the team super mario 3 versus super mario world i think i lean more towards super mario 3 personally all right perfect three three is my favorite mario game so but like i but that is a great that is a great uh a comparison is that like 3d world is gonna is like the super mario 3 slash super mario world for for 3d mario so yes i think so because like 64 again i think they've tweaked some of the controls a little bit in on the switch port that's coming out but i mean 3d early 90s late now whatever late 90s on the n64 is obviously you know we've come a long way since those times so yeah that stuff might not look as feel as great as 3d world which has a fixed perspective it's nailed platforming it's tight controls I think 3D World will, will now that it's going to get a much broader audience, I absolutely agree. I think 3D World is going to become more commonly like, you know, the best Mario, top three Mario for a lot of people. I hope I hope the Bowser's Fury stuff is is really cool. I hope it is. Oh, yeah. And like we're getting more. Oh, yeah. Like I, know, I was right? exactly. I'm so happy that we're getting more yeah. content, too. I wish the one thing I, I kind of wish that they added was just like more characters you could play as even though i'm one of those people that like i i I always just like chill i'm chill and i like to play as mario uh but you know it would be cool if uh if there were more choices because what there's like luigi peach toad isn't rosalina rosalina she was i think she was an unlockable character yeah but she is there Um, yeah and there's just and the thing that is also great about um 3d world is that there's like so much replayability because there are certain like areas where like you need to play as Peach to like get this one thing, or you need yep. to play as like, you know, uh, I think I think it's mainly Peach. Peach is like the main one where there's like all these like platforms where it's like there's just like the the you know it's pink and it has the crown on it. So you're yep. just like oh you have to play as you have to play as Peach, um, which is cool as well. So um, yeah, some, it's just, some it, of the levels too were like so well done and like so thought okay. out. And then there was like some crazy levels, like like the levels that were like basically foot races. Yes, like those were just amazing. They were just like stupid and silly, but they were like a, a blast. Yeah, and then like the 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 like the water rafting ones where you're on the giant like like dinosaur. dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, super fun. Like so, I just replayed so with good. my son this game, so I'm like I'm so oh, excited to play so it again good. in February. You know? so, so good. Like... Yeah, I'm looking forward to Bow- uh, Bowser's. Uh, is it Fury or F- Furry? <laughs> Fury, right? Fury. Yeah, I think it's okay. Fury. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to that and see cuz yeah, I didn't expect us to get like new levels and stuff like that. Right. I just yeah, more, me like, either. more like more new features or something. So that's awesome. You know, I'm yeah. really looking forward to it. I mean, I when I would have paid 60 just for the the game oh, yeah. to come. Oh like, yeah. The fact that oh, we're yeah. getting anything in addition to it is is just chef's kiss. You can't get anything oh, yeah. from that. Absolutely. So 
also this week we got some some big Xbox news that I think was a little bit forced at first. We got we got some leaks late at night uh, of some prices in a second uh, console being shown that we kind of have known about for a while. Just didn't really know what it was going to be or 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 what their deal was with the the, the now Xbox Series S. Uh, so it got leaked, then it got revealed. The Xbox Series X is going to come out on. They're both going to come out on November tenth. The Series X is at four ninety nine, and the Series S is at two ninety nine. I'm a little unsure if those prices are going to stay because. Uh, so hear me out here, because they, for some reason, in their thing, have it set as ERP instead of MSRP. So MSRP is manufacturer suggested retail price. ERP is estimated retail price. So I don't know if that's like worded that way so that when we get the PlayStation price, if that's worded that way so they can adjust it. I I don't know. I've I've never seen ERP for pricing on stuff, Mm. at least not in the video game world. Maybe that's normal for cars or something else. I don't know. But like, I've never seen ERP when it's like about technology or about video game stuff. So I'm so confused why they chose that wording. So here's my theory based on that. I think that the prices are going to stay the same. I think that they did the ERP specifically. So Sony sees it and they, so they can't like, they can't confidently try and compete against it because it's not a confirmed price. Okay. Cause I'm pretty sure that's that, like, too. Cause you know, they were, cause Xbox was going, you know, Phil Spencer said that Xbox was going to debut the series S and everything like that next week. And now that whole briefing has been leaked online as well. Right. And, uh, uh, and even, even so, like, I think that, um, I, th- I think, I think that like whatever Sony plans on doing, like I don't, I don't think the price of of that is really going to affect Sony, like what Sony's going to do for the, uh, you know, for the PlayStation Five, because you know we know at this point, like it's either going to be like uh, for the PlayStation Five, it's either going to be five ninety nine, four ninety nine, or four ninety nine, three ninety nine, respectively. Uh, between for the two co- for the two consoles the mm. disc version or the discless uh digital edition uh again i think it's going to be more towards uh 600 specifically because they have that custom made um ssd ssd which is like the their big selling point for that uh for the system and mm. i feel like that that is super expensive yeah. um to to manufacture um so that's kind of where my mindset is that on that um that that's where they're gonna go price wise um think but i think they'll meet in the middle like 550 just to, just so they don't look because they did that 600 before and we saw how that turned out for the, the ps yeah yeah but i think at that time though also i think at that time the ps3 just it just didn't make sense to be at that value and like i think that's kind of like how people it was that. so heavy. You know what I mean? It, it was kind of similar to to the Xbox One at launch, like five hundred dollars for the system and the Connect that no one really wanted. Like, right. uh, you know, um, but 
but yeah, yeah so but like you know with that it, it's just like knowing the value of what you're investing in um yeah and i think that if i think if sony feels like they prove that the ps5 is worth six hundred dollars with the disc drive then cool um you know for for me i like i hope i hope like for me okay so it's kind of like one of those things like for me as just a consumer i of course want it to be uh cheaper uh but also as someone who like stands more on the xbox side of things like i like i kind of want xbox to 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 get a win on this one you know what i mean like i still think that like both like all their systems are going to sell out you know what i mean it's more or less what are they going to show during the first year what is going to come out in the first year that hasn't been announced already um you know things like that because again you know and we're we're kind of all holding hands on on this thing like even if we all had a ps5 at launch like you know all those timed exclusives we're all willing to wait on until they hit xbox yeah so so for us like for me personally like there's spider-man there's the Sackboy 3d platformer and ratchet and clank once i eventually play through all the ratchet and clank games yeah you know and that's it for their first year oh and then horizon 2 but like that's that's definitely going to be holiday next year at the earliest so i'm yeah. like not even thinking about that right now i yeah, i think all i want to play is spider-man and i don't even like i'm not even gun-ho about spider-man and the rest of them i'm kind of like impartial on yeah, I mean, I, I I was more excited about any of the indie stuff that they showed off during their yeah. first presentation, like, you know, Bug Snacks and uh, the, yeah. cat, the cat game from Annapurna called Stray, like, yeah. and then I forget what the other game was called. Little was Devil Inside. Little Devil, Devil Inside, Inside, yes. Yeah, that yeah. Th- Those were, like, the three yeah. standouts for me. Um, Spider-Man's fine, but, like, I didn't love Spider-Man PS4, so I'm, like, I like, I love that this is a game about Miles, but yeah. I don't necessarily, I'm not, like, like I'm, I'm way more excited about uh, Gotham Knights than I am about Miles Morales. If that, if that's like a fair comparison to make, I guess. Uh, no, I get, like totally get that comparison. I would probably disagree. Uh, just because, even though, like, I feel the same way. Like, I, I like, I didn't absolutely adore Spider-Man PS4. Uh, due to, due to like, uh, story choices and things like that. But, um. Uh, you know, I think I would, I'm still more excited for Miles Morales than I am Gotham Knights. And that's mainly just because they're turning that game into like that game's an action RPG when it, I don't know why it is. It's just, yeah, it looks confusing when I was, uh, so, so, you know, that's kind of just my personal opinion, but I'm still excited for that game, uh, for sure. But yeah, and I'm I'm still excited for Miles too. And I I will, if I, whether I get a PS5 at launch or not, which I probably will, cause sure, but, you know, I, when I do get one, I will end up getting Miles Morales. I just need to now yeah. apparently beat Spider-Man PS4. Yeah, and for me, it's just, like, at this point, uh, and, you know, I tweeted about this, like, I just want more reasons to be excited about PlayStation 5. Like, give me more reasons to want to buy a PlayStation 5 at launch. Because right now, it's like, there's there's honestly not a lot. Like, and there's, like, Vita rumors that, like, you'll be able to, like, you know, do ps5 link remote play and i'm like please that would be so awesome you know yeah. especially with ps5 you know being backwards compatible uh like you know there's only going to be 100 games at launch or whatever but there's going to be you know they're going to add more as time goes by like that that'll make it easy like 
hopefully quicker for me to be able to retire my PS4 Pro so I don't have to have that hooked up all the time along with my PS5 and my ser- and my Xbox. Mm-hmm. So so yeah. yeah. I mean that that's that's a a segue into just kind of kind of Series X, Series S and their plan and Microsoft's plan for the launch on November 10th. Um they have a lot of very specific things in in place that they're planning on executing to kind of make a case for why you should be interested in Xbox, why if you're a PlayStation player, why you should also get an Xbox or maybe switch to Xbox. Um, the price, I think I kind of agree with you. I do think that PlayStation, both the PS5 and PS5 digital edition are both going to be more expensive than the X and S. Um, I, I really think it's going to be like between the, for PS5, I think it's going to be like a hundred dollar difference between those two platforms. Like, I don't think it's going to be a $200 difference like it is with the series X and series S. Um, and I, I really don't see the, the, the main PS5 model being cheaper than the Series X. I can see them potentially doing 499, but I really don't think it's going to. I think it's going to be 599. I think they're going to they're going to be a price point higher because they think they can I, I mean I think it's a it's gonna, I think they're I think Microsoft is probably lowballing this and probably not making much if any profit off of the Series X because I think they yeah. just want to get it out there and into people's houses. Uh, yeah. where I think the the PlayStation five is going to be, you know, again, I think it'll be expensive too, but I think it will, they'll be making a little bit higher of a, maybe a profit margin because I think it will be a higher price point. Um, it's going to be a mess trying to get any of these consoles. It's going to, it's going to be it's bad to get both for sure. I mean, yeah, you, you can, it's, a, you're, it's hard enough to find a switch an Xbox or a PS4 right now, just exactly. because so many more people are playing games due to what's going on in the world. Um, so, I, I there there's definitely going to be it's going to be very very difficult to get your hand on one of these. Um, so I don't know what PlayStation's uh, pre-order plan is going to be, but you can potentially pre-order an Xbox Series S or X on September 22nd. So mark your calendar and have a bunch of web pa- pages open and hopefully get lucky. Um, uh, yeah, my but, personal. Uh, I was gonna say just my my personal like plan or strategy is just to. Uh, hopefully get a pre-order on amazon and then once i get that pre-order on amazon go to my local GameStop and actually and put a pre-order down there if i can and if i can then you know i'm good uh because you know i i would like to pick it up like the day it come you know like the night yeah. before exactly. it comes yeah. out um for both systems but uh uh you know we'll see like at the very least get on amazon and it can come in the mail yeah yeah, I'm the I'm the same way. I'll probably like wherever I see it first, even if it's like I don't normally buy stuff at Walmart, but if I see it there first at Walmart, I'm just gonna like secure that thing because I don't want to miss it. Um, yeah. But a, a lot of things have come out this week over the course of the week in regards to what besides price, release date, and yeah. pre-order date, Xbox All Access, which is a thing they've kind of piloted before and have done in the past, but this is going to be their their way for people who don't have the ability or don't want to spend 499 plus tax day one where they can uh open a credit line and get the console plus game pass at like a, i think it's like 25 dollars a month or whatever it, yep. it, i didn't read into all the fine details because it is it, it is basically like they check your credit and all this stuff um so i don't know what, yep. what you have to be credit wise to qualify for it i haven't looked into that because it's just not what i would uh be doing to buy the consoles uh 
but I mean, I, if, yeah, if, if it's a model that works, I mean, I've seen a lot of, of websites compare it to how a lot of phone plans work where it's like, yeah, you're not exactly. buying the phone outright. You're just, you know, opening up a new plan and you get the phone and you, it gets tacked onto your monthly bill. So I think if Microsoft can nail that and make it work and accessible for people, I mean, that's huge. If you're paying, you know, whatever, 25 bucks a month, 30 bucks a month, you're getting not only a brand new system, but you're also getting game pass ultimate, which is, I mean, if you have an Xbox, especially series X day one, you don't really need anything else other than game pass because you're going to have access to so many things um, and all Microsoft first party stuff. And in addition to that, uh, I believe September 18th is the day that it, it officially launches, but they just announced a partnership with EA. So now EA play, which is a separate electronic arts games uh, subscription service mm -hmm. is now part of game pass, which means, I mean, I look through the library of what's there. It's not a lot of games, but I mean, like there's Mass Effect on there. There's uh, some other stuff. But I think for me personally, um, like I haven't purchased a Madden or a FIFA or anything in a long time, but those games are on there now. So now I'm like, that's, oh, that's awesome, man. shit, like I can play FIFA or Madden without having to worry about buying a, a $60 annualized game. Like that's that's incredible. That's an incredible value. And for for the people who, you know, who usually like for the people who are way and probably the people really not listening to this podcast, but the people that buy new consoles or like the, the few games that they buy every year are the new sports game or the new call of duty or the new, you know, insert annualized franchise Assassin's Creed or something. This is, this is, I think a, a check in the box for, Oh, maybe I should buy an Xbox series X and not uh, a PS five because I'm just going to pay this small monthly fee, get the game that I'm going to buy anyway, but also get all of these other games that maybe I never would have played. Uh, I think it's it's a super smart move for both, especially too, because I don't know when EA adds, like right, right now we're on Madden 21 and FIFA 21. I don't know when those get added to EA Play, because when I looked at the library, it was just 20 and down it was like 17 through 20. So, I mean, you're potentially just getting a bunch of people to play old games and the people that still want to buy madden 21 or, or fifa 21 are going to go buy that game i think it's a, it's a good move for uh, on both sides of of the coin here no the anthem anthem's on that list. Yeah, anthem is on there hey maybe anthem will find new life maybe we'll get a surge in player bases and they're like oh we gotta we gotta do something here um but i think that's that's just another reason i mean it they're not increasing the price at least as of now of game pass so you just for for literally doing nothing are getting all of these additional titles at no additional cost. Um, okay. I think that's just another reason what, that that makes Microsoft and the Series X and Series S look very appealing going into next gen. Yeah. Well, so that's one thing I want to talk about, which, you know, but we'll go back. Uh, I want to go back to something really quick. Remind, remind me if I'm wrong, but didn't like an article come out, like I want to say a few months ago about the skeleton crew that's that is working on anthem still and trying to like oh no i haven't seen they they know. i mean they definitely are... i swear i heard something like about like about that i don't remember if it was like jason schreier article or something like that but i feel like i saw something where it's just like there's like maybe 10 or 15 people still working on anthem over they are sub they are supposed to be still like 
doing future things to that game. Like, I think they really want to hope they can do what Destiny did and have this, like, extreme makeover that makes people go, oh, okay, Anthem's the shit now. Like, we need to go play Anthem. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe they could do that. I I don't know if you played Anthem. Anthem before... Anthem before it came out, like that to me, I was like, "This is gonna be my game of the year." I can't wait no, for this game. Are, I are. love yep. Bioware. Yep. I, yep. I have the I have yep. the fucking steelbook. Like I spent more than yep. sixty dollars on this game. I could not yep. wait for this game. And I think the gameplay, like I like the flight and 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 combat to me were really good. I think they're yeah, like like the best. I think I don't think there's a better game where you're moving around in that way, like flying and shooting and stuff. Um, I agree. I just the rest of the game was kind of whatever and boring and, and none of my friends wanted to play it. So I was like, all right, cool. Like Anthem's dead. Um, the, biggest, the biggest issue with with Bioware and specifically just EA sucking and please someone buy Bioware from EA. Is that like Microsoft bought Bioware? I wish. <laughs> I wish. I wish. But um but no, it's it's just annoying because like EA keeps having Bioware make games in their Frostbite engine that is meant specifically for first-person shooters. And I'm just like, stop, stop. (laughs) Unreal Engine 4, Unreal Engine 5. Like, these are free. These are free engines you can use. I I read something, um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that EA forces all of their developers to use Frostbite, which, like, apparently, well, like, no, makes Respawn. everyone miserable at, at, uh... Respawn. Does Respawn, Respawn used... not use free? No, they use, un- they use Unreal. They use Unreal for Star Wars. Did they use it for Titanfall in Apex, or no? I don't know about, I don't know about Titanfall 2, but, But um, for the Apex, Jedi but, Fallen But for Order. Jedi Fallen Order, yeah, they used uh, Unreal. Interesting. Maybe yeah. they're moving away from it, then they need to, because it's clearly Hopefully. not, not, a. Uh, like I, no. I hope that because uh, uh, I don't know about Dragon Age Inquisition, but I, I, I hope this next Dragon Age, even though I'm not going to be able to play it, but I hope that that doesn't isn't made in Frostbite. Like that would make no sense. I believe Dragon Quage Age Inquisition was made in Frostbite because I, I read Jason Schreier's book Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, and there's a chapter on Dragon Age, and I believe they talk about how they're forced to use Frostbite and how terrible it is, and how it basically slows the entire process down of what they're trying to build because they have to use that engine that's wild uh, too because it won game of the year you know and right. in, in that that year it, at the game awards at the very least because that was the very first game awards and a one game of the year interesting i never i i never like gave dragon age a shot i love mass I effect i know you love mass effect too but i've never really given dragon age a shot i've heard great things i just can't yeah. play because spiders you know so they gotta add, they gotta add that slider that's in uh Seriously, that grounded grounded slider, yeah. Um, but uh, another, yeah, and then and another thing I wanted to bring up is just like, I see, it's like I see, and and I know that like a lot of people I follow are like a part of the kind of funny community, and like, you know, kind of funny is very like pro PlayStation. Outside of Tim, like Tim's like openly like I play my games on Xbox because I like Xbox more. Like, but like. I, like I remember when the Series S came out, like they announced the Series S, and it's just like, and everyone was still just like, I'm still not interested in Xbox, and I'm just like, what is it gonna take for you then? Like, yeah. you know, like, cause I, I I get the I get I I totally understand the concept of like, oh, I have a PC that can play these games, mm-hmm. so and I, so all I need is a PS5. That I get, that I get, but I'm just like, 
But for those that are specifically console gamers, and I'm just like, and they just say like, um, oh, this is this is this is all right, but PlayStation's like so much better. I'm just like, what? Like, what is like outside of exclusives? <laughs> what does PlayStation yeah. have? And well, I'm that's like, the other saying, thing too. I'm is... not saying. Oh, go ahead. Uh, finish. Right, yeah. I was like, I'm not saying that like, uh, exclusives are nothing to me, but like, there's so much more. There's definitely so much more value on Xbox. Like, not only value, but I mean, I. I don't know how it will, I I feel like there's still some ambiguity on on if the Series X or PS5 which one was going to actually be like the more powerful machine. I feel like yeah. I feel like there's still some some things that need to be answered before that that can be like fully fleshed out. But the series I mean the the Xbox One X is more powerful than the PS4 Pro and this in yeah. like a lot of third party games are optimized for Series uh, for the Xbox One X and not as opt or optimized at all for the PS4 Pro. So it's like if you want to play like the best version of like Assassin's Creed, uh, well, I guess the previous ones, but also if you want to play the best version of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, it's on Xbox. It's not on PlayStation. Yeah, and it's just it's just one of those things like you. <sighs> Like I, I don't remember if I don't remember I didn't like check and compare or something, but I swear I, like saw somewhere that like the Series S is a more is a is a like more powerful console than the PS5. You know so what I mean? There are parts I, I think there's like certain aspects of the S that are in fact either on par or better than the PS5. Yeah, and like crazy. the only yeah, and the only thing that's better about the PS5 that we all like know, and and you know that's fine, you know it's cool, is its SSD like for those load times, which is cool. But like, I don't really care that much. Like as long as they're not like, you know, like you said in Avengers, where it's just like incredibly long. Like that's that's different. But mm -hmm. um, or games, you know. But there are also like games like Final Fantasy 15 and uh and like Red Dead Redemption 2 for the most part, where it's just like. Once you load into the game, you don't yeah. have to worry about load screens anymore. Yeah. You know, it's just all one thing, um, which is awesome. Um, so, like, for me, it's like load times, like, don't really bother me. And I, I, and I know that people, you know, most gamers don't really care about 4, 4K gaming. And that, you know, and that's, that's perfectly fine. But still, like, even, like, just, especially at a $300 price point, like, the Series S is, like, shut up and take my money like yeah. you know what i mean well so the the s is interesting because it doesn't do 4k i believe it does up to 2k it, it upscales to 4k but it's not okay. like it's like the pro it's like it doesn't it doesn't uh do true native 4k but it upscales yeah and and you know the vast majority of people like the there's a greater percentage of people that still don't have 4k tvs like i don't yeah. i don't have a 4k tv i have 4k monitor back here in my office where i play where i play my games but like i don't have a 4k tv in my living room i just have you know a, a 1080p tv which is fine that's all i need i don't need like i'm not I, the the jump for certain things for me is not so vast that i'm like i need to drop a bunch of money on this tv um yeah yeah no, because oh, excuse me. Um, yeah, because no, I have a 4K TV, and then like my, I have a 1440p monitor, so I have a 2K, uh, yeah, uh, monitor. Um, but again, like, and this is something that you know, uh, we've talked about a little bit that I want to, I'm considering buying both the Series X and the Series S because you know I stream out here a lot, 
and um, my fiance likes to play on the Xbox as well. So then I can have the Series X hooked up to my TV at all times. I can have my Series S out here by the computer at all times. I never have to worry about moving the console around. I never have to worry about Celia wanting to play a game when I when I'm using the Xbox. Mm-hmm. And again, like for only another three hundred dollars. I'm not. I don't want to say only three hundred. Like that's not a lot of money, but like for with just like the concept of how much that costs day one as a next gen console is insane yeah so like so in that sense with that mindset like for an like that to me is worth the investment you know because even though i know that xbox like puts their consoles on sale relatively often um at least for like the one s uh right now i don't see them putting either of their consoles on sale until holiday 2021 at the earliest and even if they do i can't see them discounting at more than fifty dollars yeah. with how cheap they're making the the series s from the get-go yeah i i honestly wouldn't even expect sales i would just expect maybe like a bundle with a game or something instead of it being like a a lower retail or something or like a bundle yeah. with game pass or something like something like that where it's like oh that's you awesome. get six months of game pass if you buy like like that's their and honestly that's probably smarter than them doing a discount it's like yeah buy, buy an s get six months of game pass but you're probably going to keep Game Pass after, so we just got you on the hook for you know ten dollars forever or whatever. It's fifteen bucks a month. I don't even know what it is because it's such a good deal. I don't even know what it costs. Think of how yeah, good I would never, like I would never even you know. debate not having it. Think yeah. of how good the S is for like parents or like people who can't afford these new consoles and like yes, it's, yes, it's amazing, man. Like they're going to be able to get their kids a next gen console that like you know shouldn't even be at that price it's insane and it's uh yeah, yeah it's, it's 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 great for that you know, you know? yeah i think that's gonna help it move, move a ton of units just like I, that, yeah right? i think yeah. i think it's with the economy the way it is right now you know like that's the other thing yeah and that's and, and another thing to keep in mind too which uh i think that people forget about is that the 1s is still being manufactured they're still continuing the 1s and that's going to be 200 dollars. you have game pass you're good to go if you don't need to worry right. about 4k gaming or like again like a lot of the next gen titles uh for the foreseeable future like at least for first party is gonna come to the 1s as well so yeah i don't know i had there's there's just like i don't know there's so much that's mind-boggling to me that like there's people like you know obviously a lot of people can only afford one console for sure um i'm like i'm currently uh lucky enough to have the money to get get what i want Mm -hmm. um but uh and i you know just being transparent about that but uh so i understand that but then but like if there are others that are just like oh i could get this but i'm just gonna hold off i'm like that doesn't make sense to me like i don't i don't don't, like i don't know like even even if even if playstation is your primary place to play like you get a series s you have game pass there's any games that you're interested in that are on game that are on Game Pass that are also on P- PlayStation 5, play them out on Xbox, and if you really want to purchase them to own it for PlayStation 5, you can do that. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's there's still value in there, in my opinion. The the people that like still grip onto like the console war mentality for some reason, yeah. I, I I just don't get it. As like it just as an adult now, like when I was a kid and I was in middle school, like, yeah, you like, everyone's yeah. you know, like, I love Nintendo, Pokemon, whatever. Like, yeah, you're a kid. But like, as an yeah. adult where it's like, 
I, I can make my own decisions and stuff. I'm not like, <laughs> I'm not tied to anything. It's like, I want to play games. I like games and I'm going to play where I like to play or what I like to play or whatever. Um, it, it, the whole, like, I, I don't want to like cast a wide net over like PlayStation fans or people who are like, you know, go to bat for PlayStation or like, you know, oh, PlayStation no. better than Xbox and stuff. But the, it's such a weird, like, it's such a weird mentality because some of the stuff that that these people will like argue for or or petition against Xbox is usually heavily rooted in exclusives. But the sales of PlayStation exclusives don't tell that same story. Like if there's 120 million PlayStation 4 sold, but their best selling exclusive is like 12 or 14 million. 10 percent of the people are buying the game, not not like what is the what is that other 90 percent doing like it's not about exclusives clearly it's it's about something else and i think that's what you're gonna see i mean change this next generation is that i I think microsoft is trying to attack every single angle it's oh okay it's exclusives we just purchased 14 studios yep oh and we're still looking for more exactly Oh, it's, you know, it's value. Okay. Here's game pass and here's Xbox all access. And we just scooped up EA play into game pass. Like here's all these things. Oh, also value. Okay. We get the S at two ninety nine. Like it, there's no chance in hell. There's no, I'll be, I will legitimately be shocked if the digital PS five is two ninety nine. I will, I will legitimately be confused. There, there, I, I would, I don't know. I don't know, man. I would like, Man, I I don't know because here's the thing, oh, God. Because here's the thing, like I don't have a lot of physical media outside of Switch games. Switch games I have a shit ton of physical because you know Nintendo sucks with that stuff. Um, but like, I think I would rather have a PlayStation Five with a disc drive over an Xbox with a disc drive, just because there's so many. I have more physical PS4 games, mm-hmm. and I think. So, and that's mainly because, like, there's a lot of uh, third-party exclusives that PS4 has, specifically, like, Japanese titles and things like that, and I'm just, and, you know, games just, like, I don't know, I just feel like games get delisted more uh, now more Mm -hmm. than ever for some weird reason, and so, like, when I get those niche Japanese titles, I'm like, I want them physically. I'm not not playing no games about any digital shit, Um, so... Like, you know, like, Danganronpa, like, I mean, granted, they just switched publishers. Like, Danganronpa, like, all of them are off the Vita now. So, like, the day before, or not all of them, like, all of them are going to be off the Vita by the end of this month. Um, And some of them already are. And and so, like, the day before, I think it was, like, the day the first game came off, I was just like, nope, buying all these yeah. games right now. Like, I'm not even uh messing with that. So, uh yeah, it's just, um it's interesting. Like, I, 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 I that would be insane. That would be insane. Especially, I, there's no way. There's no way. There's no way. If there's... if they did do it, if they were if they were able to, because I don't think it would be them. Like if they put the price at two ninety nine to match Microsoft, it would simply be them selling the console at a loss to be up against them. Yeah. If they did do that, I think Microsoft is going to have. I think all of the great things they're trying to do to get more people to play Xbox, I think, are going to be thrown out the window because it's going to be hard. Simply because, so the three of us are going to buy an Xbox because we want an Xbox. But the people that they're trying to get to Xbox in the in the Xbox ecosystem, if the PlayStation Five, which they already planned on getting, 
is somehow the same price, which I, again, I just don't think it's going to be. I think it's much harder for them to coax people over because I think the price is a big part of their, their angle here. It's the price, it's the value. It's we purchased all these studios. We have things coming. We have a new Halo game coming. We're rebooting Fable. You know, they, the other thing that, that they announced this week was they have Dolby Atmos at launch, which PlayStation does not have. And they are going to have Dolby Vision in 2021, which PlayStation does not have. So the series, I don't, I don't know if it's going to be on the, the Xbox One or One S or One X, but the Series X and S are going to have Dolby Atmos at launch in Dolby Vision in 2021. So they'll be the only console to have those two uh, options for gaming specifically. I think, I think there are apps like, uh, I don't know which video apps, but I think like Disney Plus and a few other things utilize those features. So the PlayStation Ooh. versions of those will probably have that. But as specifically for gaming, I don't yeah. think that uh, PlayStation is going to support those, at least not, they haven't announced it. So yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's another I don't... big deal. That's another big deal because it's not. It, it's not. Uh, you know, obviously, it's it's something that it hasn't been done yet. But I mean, people care about good audio. I know PlayStation is leaning into the good audio with their three. What I forget what it's called. Three is it three D audio? Or, I think so. Yeah, something like that. Um. So I mean, but the the thing with the PlayStation three D audio is that it only works on your headset. It does not work out of your speakers. Um, whereas Dolby Atmos, as long as you have a TV that supports it or a surround sound system that supports it, it will play out of your TV surround system or headset as long as you have the correct, you know, items that support that that uh that uh software or whatever. Yeah. Um so I just think that's another like that's another reason that Xbox is trying to build, you know, a, a value. They're they're trying to show their value for sure. I mean, they have all of these things that are putting themselves in a different category uh, when it comes to, you know, specifically Microsoft and, and, and Sony. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking up something really, really quick just so I can. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's no way there's absolutely no way Sony is uh, going to sell that console for $300 because no. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this right now and I mean, it's gone up a lot for sure. But uh, Microsoft is a trillion dollar company, right? <laughs> so, so they have the they have the flexibility, to say the least, to release a console like that at three hundred dollars at a loss and still be perfectly fine. Um, but and then there's Sony, who uh, currently their uh, current worth is seventy two point four seven billion. Not even close. Yeah. No. Not it's I'm not sure even COVID's like fucking them up right now too. Yeah. It's not it's, even close. It's there's, uh there's no way. It's yeah. interesting too, like I'd have to like look at a real breakdown, but I believe that um like the video game portion of both of these companies, I believe the video game portion of Microsoft is very, very small in comparison to everything else that Microsoft as a company does. Where I yeah. think it's still small for Sony, but I think it's more important in Sony's revenue stream that I, their I, video game arm does does well. Yes, that's tr that is definitely true. Um, it's also the the thing is, 
is that I know that Phil Spencer has said that I forgot the the dude's name, but the CEO of Microsoft has been like 100% like supportive on everything that he's been doing for Xbox. So mm-hmm. again, like I think that that is also a, a big factor. Um, it, it's 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 interesting. I don't know because, uh, but I I yeah no I I, I still think it's gonna be five ninety nine four ninety nine even even if even if they're gonna be more expensive than Xbox like. It's just, I think that even though it's not as powerful as of a console, just like with that custom SSD, I think that like the the manufacturing costs for that because they there's already there's already been stories about that leading up to the PS5 reveal about like the lack of parts, like the lack of like mm-hmm. it's got to be expensive. It's oh gotta for be sure, expensive. and and not only that, I mean when it comes to this type of stuff, I mean I'm I'm just taking like stuff i've read and educated guesses here i obviously don't work in manufacturing but when you're manufacturing something at a higher volume it becomes cheaper but they've already said earlier in the year i know that playstation and microsoft have both since said that they've you know doubled production or ramped up production but they've already said at the beginning of the year earlier in the year when the pandemic was like really affect starting to question what's going to happen you know later in the year um that that it, you would expect to see even less than you would normally see for a console launch because it's very hard to get this stuff done right now. Yeah. Um, so like, I would imagine that because they're making less units, it's even more expensive to produce what they're trying to produce because they're making less quantity of it. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, I, I also forgot to mention that Microsoft also has xCloud, which PlayStation does not have. So that's not like a necessarily a, an argument to buy an Xbox. It's actually just an argument to get Game Pass, but it's another thing. And it's another, you know, I guess you could just throw this in the big bucket of value that Microsoft is bringing to the table um, with with the ability to stream your games on other, you know, screens. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's, I. Bro, but, I, but PlayStation has uh, all the best exclusives that everyone wants to yell at their developers online for and everything, you know? <laughs> you know, like last what, do you, what do you mean? Two. People, Last of Us Two was it was a critically acclaimed. Nobody had anything bad to say about that game. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I I think this argument and debate will will get a little bit easier to navigate next week when we find out on Wednesday when PlayStation Five, assumingly, reveals their price and release date. Because if they don't reveal it at this next event, I don't know what they're trying to do. Um, like I really don't understand. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It would be insane. Uh, but yeah, I mean, again, like it seems like all of all of us agree that it. We think that the you know the main PS5 system is going to be 5.99 with the digital edition being 4.99. But I mean, if it's not, it's just going to be 100 dollars less for each. Like I, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, because I think that having in that 50 dollar like in there somewhere would just be weird. I could see maybe to make up for the cost if they did want to match Microsoft that they that the digital edition uh digital edition was 450 if they you know if uh if um they wanted to have something that was a little bit cheaper yeah to they, cheaper. To, to, to to make up for the costs of you know the 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 systems um you know and the disk drive being uh, a part of the main system of 49.99 if they if they if that was the case then the digital edition would be 
450 instead of 400 because like i think like normally that's what they would have done but because of the you know expensiveness uh uh, behind manufacturing that they would cut that uh they would move that up 50 more dollars so it's just like kind of like a 50 dollar difference whether you want a disc drive or not um so so assumingly we'll find out on wednesday when when this stuff is gonna is we're gonna get a price and and a date I do not think that the PlayStation 5 is going to come out before November 10th. I think it's going to be a week later at the earliest. Yeah, I think it'll... I mean, if it is is later, it will definitely be uh, no later than a week, I would say, just because you're getting right into holiday season. Mm -hmm. And you still... Because that's the thing that's interesting, is that you still want to have consoles available for the holiday season absolutely right but like you know with even with microsoft uh and it's november 10th release like that's cutting it close yeah so i i wouldn't be shocked if playstation 5 is gonna come out later than well i i think the playstation 5 is gonna launch after november 10th i don't think it's gonna launch before and i don't think it's launched the same week but i could see playstation moving up their pre-order window to be before the 22nd so that way they can maybe try to get more people to pre-order ahead of uh microsoft but that's po- that's possible yeah i think i mean i think that would be a smart business move because if you have people yeah. are on the fence maybe don't they don't know what they're gonna buy i'm sure there'll be people that are like well let me pre-order a ps5 just so i have it just in case and then maybe yeah. they just keep it and don't get an xbox um, yeah I can 100% seeing that be something they they try to go for. Um, I don't know. It, it's still mind-boggling to me that we we are just now finding out when these consoles are coming out and in the price and when we can pre-order and, and all that. Uh, it's it's. I, I know we're living in a very complicated you know pandemic world right now, but still, it's 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 kind of mind-boggling that we've had to wait this long to get some of this information. Um, yeah. I, I really still believe they should have just pushed these consoles the next year. I don't think they necessarily gain anything by forcing them out right now. Here's the here's my response to that. Like, yeah, there's going to be less consoles like available with pre-orders and everything like that. But regardless, the systems are going to sell out. Even oh, if there for sure. So, like for for them, it's so like why not get it out when it's ready, and then just make more, and then yeah. you know once things slowly but surely progress to whatever normal life is going to be after this. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the you thing know. is like, I, I just, I feel like, I feel like Halo Infinite getting delayed is the first big thing in a line of games that are going to get delayed publicly soon. Like I'm sure, I'm sure other games are already aware that they are being delayed, but they just haven't made that official announcement yet. Um, I, I still think, I still think, think Cyberpunk I still think Cyberpunk can get delayed. I don't I don't think that game I think there's still a possibility that game could get delayed. I don't know. Like I follow a couple of people uh, that work for Cyber, like you know head people at uh, CD Projekt Red and they're, mm-hmm. they're, they they sound incredibly confident. Like well that's good that's, that's good to hear because the game looks amazing. Um, but I think that well I was gonna say like do you think that Miles Morales might get delayed? I. D- Unfortunately, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they're going to tack on the first Spider-Man with it. That's what they're going to sell it as. I guarantee it. If they haven't said that already. 
I think with Spider-Man in particular, it's a little bit interesting because like with Halo Infinite, that they built a new engine, the Slipstream engine, like there was a lot going into that that was new where Miles Morales is at least at the bare minimum building off of Spider-Man PS4. So they have a lot of architecture, assumedly there to, to work with. But I can yeah. see other games like like I could see that Ratchet and Clank game getting pushed like that's that seems to be an all new uh uh system that they've been that they've been building architecture for that game well they they did say that that is a launch window window yeah title so that could be any of the any time during the first year you know yeah so I mean honestly I think it's probably going to come out May May or June mm -hmm. uh that's kind of like where I'm predicting if not holiday um but normally, you know, they like to give some space between their exclusives and, you know, that Horizon is going to be their their big holiday title next year. And then Xbox is, is likely going to be Hellblade 2. So, yeah, um, I hope I hope they're able to get Halo out in the middle of the year. I mean, I could also see them just purposely waiting to the holiday to really kind of market their holiday as like Halo. But I don't think they're going to do that. Um, you think but... they're going to do that or you don't? I do not think they're going to do that. I think Hellblade is going to be X, uh, Xbox's big exclusive title uh, in the holiday. And they might have like something like some smaller uh, first first party titles that, you know, that aren't like AAA budgeted, you know, those type of things that, that mm -hmm. might come out around Hellblade. But I think Hellblade is is definitely the next, uh, you know, once Halo Infinite is out, I think Hellblade is the next thing to come out. Yeah. It'll be it'll be interesting. I'm well, I'm. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say it'll be interesting if Miles Morales did get delayed, because then like so many people are just like, oh, there's no point in getting the next gen Xbox now that Halo's gone, and then I'm yeah. gonna be like, well, I guess we shouldn't get a PS5 because <laughs> Miles Morales is not, you know, like yeah. It's just it's that... just it's just such a silly. I don't know. It's just like, especially with everything that like at the very least with everything that Xbox has to offer. Like, there's more than enough reason to get an Xbox, a, a next-gen Xbox on day one. Like, with PlayStation 5, like, PlayStation 5 is the opposite. Like, there's, Miles Morales is, like, for me, is the reason why I'm getting the PS5 at launch. Like, the other games that are coming out that are soon exclusives, like Ratchet & Clank, all that, I can, I can wait on that shit. Yeah. I really could. So, like, outside of, um, you know, outside of just working in the industry and feeling obligated to have a PS5, uh for games uh in case you know anything like unexpected comes that's only on ps5 or anything like that like the miles morales is the only thing that's has me uh wanting to get a ps5 day one yeah was was death loop supposed to launch with playstation 5 because that got delayed it was supposed to come out it was supposed to come out this year this year for ps5 as a timed exclusive and then got I, I don't know if kenna in the Bridge of Spirits was supposed to also yes. be a launch title, but that got delayed as well. I don't know if it's a launch title, but I just knew that it was coming out this holiday. Yeah, so it got delayed, it got delayed. to next year, some yep. at some point. So I mean, well, uh, it's Q one, Q one next year. Okay, so it's I mean, there's there's things that are already happening. Obviously, nothing as high profile as Halo, but I I think unfortunately for I don't I don't I mean I don't know too much about Insomniac and what what they're if there's a studio that's known for crunch or or being treating their employees poorly but if there was any inkling of the game not being ready for the launch I think that there would be a lot of pressure from studio heads and for PlayStation to make sure that people 
do what they need to do to not let that game fall out of the launch. Because, I mean, th- that that is the big thing that PlayStation has going for them, is that besides all of the positive stuff we've talked about from Microsoft, yes, their big, big, big flagship title got delayed. So if that also happens to PlayStation, that's, you know, it's not a good look from, from the people who are just on the outside who just play games and don't care about people like us talking about them and, and whatever. Um, and obviously not good for holiday sales. I mean, again, I, I agree with you. I think no matter what happens, both of these consoles are going to sell out no problem when they launch in November. Like there's there's not a, not a question in my brain about that. Um, but I'm sure there'll be plenty of discourse over who's winning the console generation at the beginning as soon as November 10th rolls around. So the last thing that I wanted to uh, briefly touch on before we wrap things up is the Ubisoft forward. There was not a lot here that I cared too, too much about. Um, I know, I know Cam was tweeting, tweeting along, watching it when it was airing earlier this week. Um, I think for me, the big thing was Scott, the Scott Pilgrim game coming out, which I hope like I have rose, rose tinted glasses on because I love that game. I don't like, I don't know if it's still a great game or if it's no, just because I love Scott game. Pilgrim. I, it definitely I, is. So I, I hope so because I, I, I like I haven't played it since the 360. Over. I have no idea. Um, and I and I feel like I've played other good brawlers since then. Like River City Girls is fantastic. Uh, Streets of Rage Five is great. Girls. That's that's good. I mean, I like River City Girls. I hope it's on at least on par with that game because I, I I love Scott Pilgrim, so I'm hoping for that. But that was really the only thing for me. I mean, I let, let you guys chime in about other things that you cared about or, or or stood out to you i know you're going to bring up immortals i'm assuming so i'll i'll chime in my thoughts on that when you talk about I that i don't but... understand why they changed the name on that because that fucking name is terrible like, the new name is terrible probably trademarking reasons yeah, yeah just... but um the, but the name they went with is not great <laughs> nope nope they should have just called it immortals or yeah, something like right, that. honestly it's it's two names they should have either called it immortals or called it phoenix rising it should not have been all three of those words like that's just too much. Not, not a good name. No. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I'm excited for Scott Pilgrim. I never played it, and uh, so I'm oh, really no, looking, nice. I'm really looking so forward to it. Yeah, really looking forward to playing that. I really hope it gets a physical release so I can buy it for Switch, and then I'm just like, all right, we're good. Um, uh, but outside of that, um, I'm sad that we didn't get any AC Valhalla stuff because that's definitely what I'm looking forward to the most from Ubisoft this year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be that is going to be the first game I, I will be playing on my Xbox One, uh, my Xbox Series X, because uh, it comes out on launch day. Um, and then you know, basically, I'm going to be trying to get through that as quickly as I can before Cyberpunk comes out. That's like already my I've already been like planning these things out. Yeah. Um, so and then like hopefully I can play uh, Yakuza Yakuza Like a Dragon as well, which also is a launch title. Nice. Um, a lot of a lot of great launch titles for the Xbox right well, now. And and honestly, I, to kind of like quickly segue back to the Xbox conversation, and then we'll go back to Ubisoft. But Yakuza, which is like notably usually a PlayStation exclusive, is a timed exclusive on Xbox, correct? No, it just said that. Um, it's just. It just has like the marketing deal with Xbox. Oh, okay, all right. And um, and you know they said that oh it's coming out November tenth on Xbox Series X, Series S, and it's coming to PS five, like at a at a different enclosed date because it's probably going to come out 
uh, the same like launch day as the PlayStation 5. And that even more makes me think that uh, the PS5 is going to release after the Xbox uh, Series X and S because of that, you know, mm-hmm. that information that's like, oh, it's coming out to PS5 at another date that we can't disclose yet. So, and I and I think that because of the marketing deal with Xbox One uh, or Xbox Series X and S, that it is coming, that, that you know, that whatever dates that PS5 date is, it is after the uh, November 10th. So I, unless, unless that, that could be it too, but I just, cause I thought I read something. So it's according to this, it says it's coming out on Xbox one and PS4 and PC on the same day, but the series, the next gen version. So series X PS5 version is timed exclusive on Xbox. Really? Yes. Which I think that's is a big deal. That's a big deal. Wild. Yes, that's a big oh, deal. Honestly, like I, I'm for Microsoft forever. Like my, the Xbox does not do well in Japan, and that's a market they've been oh. trying to cater to for a long time. I really think, on top of everything else they're doing, I think they're going to make some hard, hard business moves and strike some deals to appeal to the Japanese market. I really think you're going to see. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if you see. You know, maybe not a mainline Persona game, but I wouldn't be shocked if you see an Atlas game that's exclusive to Xbox. I wouldn't be shocked if you see stuff like that happen. Definitely possible. Um, I'm trying to think about the what is the what is the name of the studio What's that the does studio? Yakuza? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's published by Sega. I don't know the studio though. Uh, I'm not, I can't think of the top of my head. I know. Oh, here it is. Here it is. RGG Studio. Yeah. No, like, because, you know, we've seen that Microsoft has been, like, talking, you know, has been talking with Japanese studios to potentially acquire them. What if they acquire RGG? That would be wild. That would be a uh, huge, huge, because people, like, like, I don't know how well those games sell, but the the fan base for those games is a rabid fan base that's, like, loyal yeah. to that series. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so if, you know, Yakuza, a series that is so well known through PlayStation, is now an Xbox. It's kind of like it's kind of like um, I don't know. It's just kind of like you know, you get Sunset Overdrive from Insomniac on Xbox, and that's like known through Xbox. But then PS4, you know, even though they do have a history, like a long history with PlayStation, they just like take it away mm-hmm. permanently. Like, what if they? What if Xbox did that? That would be insane. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if they, I've been ever since we we like briefly mentioned it. I I think it's a possibility that they could buy Bioware. Like the, Mass Effect One was an exclusive on Xbox for a long yeah, time. Yeah, it like, was published by my, Microsoft. They they definitely have some sort of relationship with them still. If those same people are still at both places, who knows? But I mean, that would be somewhere, especially too with with their last two games haven't really been great. So I mean, EA might not feel bad about parting ways with Bioware because you know Anthem, you know, not that great. Mass Effect Andromeda, not that great. I mean, they, I, I know they're working on Dragon Age, so maybe EA wouldn't part with them for that reason. But I mean, it's it's definitely mm-hmm. a conversation there. If not, I could. You never know. Like they still, EA still has the the Star Wars license. I could definitely see Microsoft waving a check saying. Make Knights of the Old Republic three and make it an Xbox exclusive. Like I could see them doing that. 
that'd be great you know that would be great um so yeah i'm looking more into the yakuza well here's the thing with uh with rgg i think rgg is owned by sega I, uh I, yes okay so maybe what if they just bought sega uh maybe you know maybe less likely that they'll they would get rgg and al which i think you know i think rgg i mean there's from software as well which could you fucking imagine could you imagine a huge like i would would scream (laughs) i would scream because i remember like when when uh because i was in the microsoft theater when they announced that they acquired ninja theory and i stood up i was like shut up shut up you you bought ninja theory and um you know so like i feel like when it comes to the japanese like non-nintendo japanese studios i feel like there's like four if i remember correctly there's like the four big studios there's you know there's uh from software there's platinum uh i'm not including square enix because they you know they also publish uh games as well they're they're bigger than just a developer um uh there's uh rgg and then there's atlas but rgg and atlas are owned by sega yeah so but from software i'm what if I'm, what if they bought platinum too though that's another one like well okay so here's the thing they actually uh xbox actually visited platinum in talks to potentially acquire them but they they didn't go th- they didn't want to they, they like xbox didn't was this want to. was this before or after they canceled scale down because platinum was, this was after this was scale after bound. they canceled scale bound yeah which this was I, like i personally never thought scale down looked good i know todd i think agrees with that oh uh, i was like i was excited for it but i was just like but they kept showing off gameplay i'm like this does not look good no. like, like yeah, i like platinum on the, the dragon looked terrible just like walking around yeah it was just because like you know it was still like on that original xbox one hardware and it's just like yeah. this is just not this is not cutting it, you know not what I mean? Um, but you know, you know, it would be kind. Of, I don't know if this would ruffle Rare's feathers, but it would be kind of crazy if Microsoft purchased Platonic and then just had Platonic make Banjo, because Platonic is X Rare people. So like, yeah. and it's mostly it's mostly the people that have worked on previous. Rare yeah, titles. I could, I could totally see that happening. I could totally see that happening. Um, but I honest, I would honestly like because you know they kind of did something similar with Battletoads, right? They had like some new studio do battle toads and mm-hmm. uh, that turned out you know that turned out to be good apparently i haven't played it yet i hopefully will before the end of the year we'll see it's, it's like um, a three-hour game it's super short oh really okay that's yeah. good to know um but yeah no like they they definitely need to get because you know it seems like uh microsoft is going to have like the marketing deal when it comes to elden ring right so it's just like if mm-hmm. they see how successful elden ring is you know they can just give from software a blank check and just be like how much you know yeah. how much right. to work with us and uh you know that would mean that would mean that uh potentially like in the future bloodborne can come to xbox mm. uh you know which would be uh, crazy which would be I, crazy i i, I uh, would i would i haven't i purchased it on ps4 but i haven't played it yet mm-hmm. but i would rebuy it just to get achievements instead <laughs> <laughs> um Oh man, from so I, I mean, honestly, any of those acquisitions would be would obviously be like a huge, like purposeful pickup to say, you know, fuck you to Sony, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I think that if it's any if it, if there's any major Japanese studio that would get uh, that Xbox would acquire at this point, especially because I know that they passed on they passed on Platinum, which is insane to me. I want to I would love to know why. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think um, 
And that would be that would actually that would have been super wild because then what would have Nintendo done with Bayonetta after Bayonetta three? Yeah, it's it's it is, like they would uh, have they would have had to give that to someone else, and like that game would not be the same without Platinum making it. Didn't Platinum also do Astral Chain too? Yeah, yeah. So I mean that that would have been like a a first party Xbox game, um, or or like or you know they would have finished that game off like similar to like the Outer Worlds. Like the Outer Worlds still came to PS4, even though Obsidian. You know, once you make those deals, you can't just like, uh, you know. You can't just say like, oh, nope, this doesn't matter anymore because we own you now. You know, once those deals are made, they have to go. They have to go through with them. But like, yeah, it would, I don't know. It, just, it would just be interesting uh, to see, uh, you know, because because, you know, just because Xbox has been talking pretty consistently about trying, like you said, appease the Japanese market and like things like that. that they, they, they need a Japanese studio. They need something. They do. Yeah. They need something, a big Japanese studio to be like. Hey, we're trying to appeal to all gamers out here because that's basically what I'm waiting for at this point. Like, whenever a new like big Xbox, like anything is happening, I like I'm hoping for like a new for more studio acquisitions, and I'm hoping that for you know a, a Japanese a big Japanese studio. Yeah. So I mean, they, I don't know if either of you played Blue Dragon on the 360, but that was a Microsoft published game. I, I'm not mm-hmm. familiar with the two studio names, Miss Walker and Artoon, but I did play that game and like. That was a game that like was definitely meant to try to cater towards you know a Japanese a, a non United States audience. I mean, I played it and loved it, um, but it was art by Akira Toriyama. Like it was it was a JRPG that looked like Dragon Ball Z characters because it's Akira Toriyama's art style. But uh, it was a great game. I honestly think it was a little bit maybe too early because I feel like there's been lately like a resurgence to people who like want to play jrpgs like games like octopath traveler and stuff like, like i feel like there's a, a a more recent renaissance towards stuff you know obviously persona is getting bigger with persona 5 and stuff like that like i feel like there's more people that are looking to play those types of games now so i feel like blue dragon was maybe a little bit too early but yeah and like what well, well so so the one game that i really hope that they like relaunch or revamp or whatever or you know or uh like do like a soft reboot whatever but I really want them to bring back Lost Odyssey, which was a Japanese a JRPG that was exclusive to the Xbox 360. Um, the developers I saw their names don't ring a bell, but like, um, but I think like, it's on Game uh, Pass too. I I own it, um, but uh, Nobu uh, Imatsu, you know the iconic Final Fantasy composer, he did the music for that game, and like, it's, I'm pretty sure it, he did the music for Blue Dragon too. Oh really? Yeah, no, like that that is uh that and Tales of Vesperia are like considered like the two best 360 JRPGs. And like hardly anyone played Lost Odyssey, but it like it reviewed very, very well. And I still haven't played it yet, and I'm I definitely want to. I would like to think that like by the end of next year I play it. It's like one of my top like J- like unplayed JRPGs that I, I really want to play. Um and so yeah, like I, I really hope that they, they bring that series back uh or like it only got the one entry but i I really wish uh and hope that they bring back lost odyssey yeah that would be i mean any any foray into that into that genre or picking up a japanese studio i would be like very i mean i i think i think they're they're definitely looking for that like they're 100 percent looking for that studio if they haven't already found them like they're they're definitely looking to acquire a japanese studio i would be shocked if they if they don't buy you know by the middle of next year. Yeah. Um, 
just to diversify that portfolio and to and to just be another reason to to play on Xbox. Um, but back to Ubisoft. I mean, the stuff they showed: Scott Pilgrim, Immortals, Riders Republic, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. Yeah, I think Rain- Riders Republic looks really good. That's something I can get down with. I'm I'm, uh, I'm up I, in the air. I don't know. I did not care for that at all, and that presentation went on for way too long. Yeah, I didn't even watch the. Pre- I just watched a quick trailer after, but it has snowboard. Oh, dude, that, that Riders Republic. The, the Riders Republic segment was like literally ten minutes. Yeah, no, it, it was Jesus. it was absurd. It was absurd. I I tuned in and out of the Ubisoft forward because like some of the stuff that I just didn't like I, the Immortal stuff was long too, and I was like, this game's not hooking me. Like it 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 looks like a Breath of the Wild clone. I hope <laughs> it's good, but like there's some certain things that they showed in the trailer and that I like looked at after, and I was like, this is like. This is breath like this is just a blatant like you're doing. Oh yeah, like, it's like the magnet stuff picking up. I'm like, what is what yeah. is this? Yeah, no, 100. It is. They're not even trying to hide it. And like even from Go, like they were like when they did that cinematic trailer, everyone knew it was like, oh, this is their take on Breath of the Wild. Yeah. You know, which is fine. Like you know, it's great. Be inspired by a great game and hopefully also make a great game. But uh, I don't know. I, I there's something. There's something so far in the in the trailers and gameplay for me when it comes to Immortals. It's just, it's missing something. It's missing something that is not hooking me. I don't know if it's the art style or, the or Zelda what. nostalgia. I mean, sure, maybe it's that. Listen, Breath of the Wild is not like any previous Zelda. It's like breaks breaks the 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 mold of what typical Zelda games are. For for some people, that's not good. For me, I was. I, I promised. I promised I would not say anything negative about Breath of the Wild on this podcast. <laughs> So you can, I will, listen. Uh, there, I'm sure there are some people that listen that that know your opinion on on Breath of the Wild. If you want to share some opinion on Breath of the Wild, I'm not going to stop you. That's okay. I made a promise. <laughs> I'm going to stick by it. Um, but like Prince of Persia: Sands of Time, I don't have. Uh, I I've seen a lot of people be excited about that getting remade because yeah. they have a fondness for it. But I don't have any tie to that game, so um, you know that was kind of a, a whatever to me. I'm excited for it. Uh, it, it the visuals are, are um, uh, uh, it's something. There's something. Uh, it I looks actually, very like, old. I wrote an like I wrote an article about it because someone like got a quote from like Ubisoft about it, and their quote wasn't what they were asking them. <laughs> There's like, so what's <laughs> up with the the visuals here? Oh, well, we chose this art design because it was like, uh, you know, this is a fantasy story, and it's like. No, we're asking about why this looks like a fucking 360 game. <laughs> yeah, it does. It I, looks. I definitely love that game back in the day. I know I played the shit out of that game, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it's just. Uh, yeah, it was just a really odd uh, response that did not actually answer the questions. And they said, but they did say that there was like no budget issues with the game or anything like that. And it's just like, and they say it was alpha footage, but I'm like, this is coming out in January. This cannot yeah, be right. alpha footage. Yeah. This cannot yeah. be alpha footage. I'll, so I'm like, gonna break the fourth wall for a second. Can you guys hear the very loud noise that's going on right now? No. no. Okay, cool. I just want to make sure it wasn't picked up. Jen, Jen is uh, juicing celery right now. And it is very loud, very fucking loud. Like it sounds like there is a, a lawnmower inside a blender in the kitchen right now. I just want to make sure it wasn't getting picked up. Ew. So you were saying they were, they were saying it was alpha footage. Yeah. It says in the, in the trailer or like during the presentation that it was alpha footage. And I was just like, but this game comes out in four months. This doesn't make any sense unless you're yeah. just like releasing it in this crap quality. Like, and you know, you, you're, 
this is like the first remake that Ubisoft is doing. It's just like, you seem like that you care about this, but then you're going to release it in this quality. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So hopefully yeah. like it gets delayed or that was just really old footage that they decided to show that specifically for some reason, instead of mm. a more recent build. But yeah, that was rough. I'm still looking forward to it, but I probably will like wait and see uh the reviews on it and like more more along the lines of like maybe a launch trailer and see what shape the game is in then yeah because yeah that that looks bad it it did look visually bad for me personally i would care more like if the game plays like an old game then i'm like definitely out like it was uh, earlier in the year you guys are aware obviously i i played through the last of us for the first time and even that showed some age in the gameplay so it's like i'm for prince of persia i'm not gonna like pull pull punches to play like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna like last of us i played for a specific reason i wanted to be able to have that knowledge of the game and obviously get prepared for the sequel prince of persia i don't have any any need or desire to do that so if the game plays like an old game i'm gonna be very uh less forgiving on on a remake of that um and I guess really the only other bigger announcements that were that were there was Rainbow Six Siege is coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X, which I think was already announced anyway. But if you have it on current platforms, you do get a free upgrade to uh, next gen, which is cool. I, I think that game's great. I think it's a, a game they're going to continue to support for, for a while. I, I don't think they're going to make a new Rainbow Six multiplayer shooter anytime soon. I think they're smart to not divide well, that audience I would kill for a vegas if they could give me a vegas in between all this i'd be so happy a vegas three yeah give me a vegas three all day i I, I honestly think you're gonna like i i kind of this is a whole separate conversation that i don't want to get into but i like i think halo infinite is also going to be like it'll be halo for a long time like that's going to be halo it'll grow evolve over they, time like i they, think you're going to see a lot that. of games do that i think you're going to see yeah. like like the, they said that they said they were going to do that. They're basically going to like add like new campaigns and like new stories and things like that all across of infinite. So it'll yeah. be because like, it seems like that this, the story that they're doing right now doesn't really involve Cortana and like, you know, spoilers of the end of the fifth game, Cortana seemingly is gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I feel like a lot of people feel that, Halo at its heart is John's relationship with Cortana and vice versa. Um, so with that not being a part of the series anymore, it'll be interesting as to how they're going to like the direction they're going to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, Halo five is an interesting game. Um, yeah. And then the last thing was Aiden Pierce and uh, I'm down with that though. I like I actually that actually sold me on the game. I was like I know that's unpopular opinion because people are like Aiden Pierce is like arguably the most generic video <laughs> game protagonist ever, and I'm just like I don't know because the thing was like Watch Dogs was like the game that really hyped me up for previous gen, like uh, like this current gen. I was like yes, I'm super excited for this. And while it, like let me down, I always just I don't know. I just like found I enjoyed it for what it was. I know I enjoyed Aiden. Like I just like I didn't like like love him, but I was just like. Okay, he's cool, you know. Um, I enjoyed it enough to finish it. I didn't even get halfway yeah, through, too. Exactly. You know? And then it was just like, oh, he's back and he's older. I'm like, oh, and there's going to be a story revolving around him. Hopefully, like, there's actually, like, you know, and I feel like Ubisoft has grown more with that franchise that, like, 
maybe we'll actually get some like more characterization and story uh of his you know uh, of him and things like that and what he's been doing uh throughout the years and all that jazz that it actually has me excited like Watch Dogs Legion is probably the biggest game this this holiday that I'm like just not I like I'll I'll get this eventually yeah but when I do I will definitely like look into get going through that Aiden Pierce content for sure yeah I mean uh, Watch Dogs was always a game that like I felt like it looked cool but I I never played it I just never it whatever it just never did the thing it needed to do to make me actually say like i need to yeah, play this did, right now they made a good they did a really good job of making it look cool but like it didn't execute on all levels as well like there were certain things you could do in the first one where you're driving and you could like hit your phone and put up like these barriers as cars are driving behind you which was cool stuff like that um and then i remember one thing about the first game they had a multiplayer aspect of it where you could turn it on and like someone could like find you on their phone. And then all of a sudden some dudes like trying to figure out and track you where you are on your phone and in the middle of your campaign, just randomly. Um, yeah, I don't know. I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I don't, I don't know what to expect. They announced just dance. They announced just dance, but that was in a tweet, not in this. I, I don't know why they didn't put it as part of this, uh, thing. And I, and I will say of all the games that should make the jump to, like a platform and not an annualized release just dance should just be a platform at this point it shouldn't be like an annualized game like just they already have they already have the music pass like they have like the the whatever i think it's called a music pass that has basically all the music like if you just buy the base game it's a very very limited uh selection of songs but if you get the music pass it's like hundreds and hundreds of songs so i don't know why they don't just make it a subscription i think you yeah. have way more people playing the game if you did that yeah i feel like um with with uh with like rock band for example each release of a new rock band like there was a reason that made sense absolutely new instruments uh, or yeah or new other, instrument, other gameplay mechanics other gameplay mechanics like you know rock band 4 because it was you know a new generation like things like that uh, harmonics if you're listening please 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 manufacture more instruments for rock band 4 <laughs> i don't want to pay 300 dollars for a new stratocaster guitar and yeah, just a guitar right. please um but yeah uh because yeah so like i think that just dance is perfect like perfect to just be like all right here's the game here's like all the music packs you can buy or like the music pass and like when all of the new songs come in, you can just you just get them for free, like kind of like game like a Game Pass type thing. That'd be that'd be really cool. Yeah. And also, I believe that this is the first. This is the uh the first Just Dance since the Wii that will not come to Wii. I think you're right. Yeah. The end of an era. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm pretty was, sure Just Dance was the only game every year that would come to the Wii. <laughs> After, yeah. after you know once they stopped releasing games on wii that was the one game that always got a release on wii every year the, the wii error. is an unstoppable machine yep it's in so many places it's in um, it's like in so many non-gaming places that like i'm sure it's in like old age homes and like you know doctor's offices like it's just in so many places that normally like there wouldn't be a thing probably like i'm pretty sure it was still coming to wii but it wasn't coming to Wii U. I'm pretty sure. I think you're correct. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're right. Which is oh, hilarious. The Wii U. I love the Wii U. But that about brings us up to the end of the show 
But uh, before we wrap things up, Cam, if you want to plug all your things, where can people read your stuff, talk to you, watch your stream, any anything you want to plug right now, feel free. The floor is yours. Talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. Yeah, uh, I write over at DualShockers.com. You can uh, follow DualShockers on Twitter at DualShockers. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Cinephile Guy, and I am uh, I stream on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Cinephile Guy. Uh, tomorrow, I am beginning uh, my uh, my run through of Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix, which is my favorite game of all time. So I'll also be showing off some new uh, stream upgrades that I've been working on. Oh, like me and uh, a couple of people I've been working on for the past month or so um and uh yeah i think that's uh it sweet but thank you thank you so much for coming on obviously you know if you're if you listen to our stuff or if you watch the stream or interact with us in other ways cam finds his way in in into the past controller stuff quite often and we're very uh lucky to have him do that and gracious for him to stop by and stream with us and pop up on uh, guest episodes and spoiler casts and, and other fun stuff. Uh, and then panels. He was with us at PAX East. He's again with us at the end of the week at PAX Online. So definitely make sure you put that in your calendar, etch out some time. I believe, I don't know how immediately, but I believe if you can't catch the panel live, they are going up as VODs on YouTube shortly after. So if you can't catch it live, um, you should be able to find them on there. I will also get copies of the panels at some point, um, and I will put them up on social media as well on on YouTube and stuff. So that if you, you know, if you really don't have the time this weekend, I'll I'll make sure they're available for you in some way later on. Uh, and as always, you can find all of our stuff at passcontroller.io on Twitter and on Instagram at passcontroller on Twitch at twitch.tv/passcontroller, and you can find me at bigroom. You can find Todd at toddy underscore by underscore nature and thank you again to cam for coming on and thank you guys for listening to this week's episode episode 218 of the passing control podcast